How do I make my money? This is Mega Maker episode 50. All right, all right, all right. If I've done this properly, this episode will be coming out on Friday, April 14th, 2017. How's it going, everybody? I am likely, at this moment, flying back from Las Vegas um, from the MicroConf conference. Talked a bit about that last week. And this week, I want to talk about how I make my money as an independent maker. And... uh, (laughs) Man, sometimes I don't like talking about this. Uh, it feel that that kind of transparency can feel risky. But I shared this with my newsletter. I have a brand new newsletter called Indie, JustinJackson.ca/Indie. Uh, actually, do me a favor and just pause this episode, open that up on your phone, and subscribe to it because I'm sending my best stuff. I've rethought everything. It's only stories and lessons and inspiration for independent makers. So if you want to earn an independent living from the things you create, or you already are, I think you're going to dig it. And if you've been on my list before and you didn't like it, uh, I didn't like it. I I, I was just kind of directionless with that newsletter. Now, I feel like I've got a great direction. People have really been responding to it. So yeah, please go check that out. And uh, yeah, let's get right in to the meat and potatoes here. So this question actually came from Suzanne. She is string story, uh, kind of everywhere on the internet. And she's kind of built up a reputation as the go-to person for Snapchat and also other topics too, like millennial marketing. And she's really awesome. Um, follow her on Twitter, on Snapchat, string story. And she asked me, um, Justin, how do you make your money? (laughs) Do you offer many products for different markets? What's the breakdown of revenue between the various projects you do? So um, to help Suzanne, she's, you know, Suzanne's built up this expertise, but now she's looking for a sustainable revenue stream. And she's considering a few different models, membership platform, online events, etc., And so I thought, you know, I'd give some advice to her um, just based on my own experience, which means these are things that worked for me. Uh, They might not work for you or for Susie, but they'll at least give you some tangible things to consider. So here's kind of the story. Starting in 2012, I gradually started building up product revenue. And uh, so I think 2012, I made 5,000. In 2013, I made 10,000 in 2014, I made 40,000 in 2015, I made 66,000. And then in 2016, I made about 146,000, 147,000, somewhere around there. Now, I'm a company of one person. So as long as I keep my expenses down, I get to keep most of what I make. And actually, that's something I'm working on this year, because my expenses have been higher than I'd like, and I'm trying to reduce those. But The revenue breakdown for 2016, which was my first year fully independent, just making money off the things I create, was uh, number one, marketing for developers, which is an online course, was about 55% of revenue. Product People Club, that's productpeople.club, which is a membership site. Um, And I'm 
actually going to be opening up the uh, opening up the doors for that again. So if you're interested in that, go sign up for the waiting list. Um, but that was about 20% of revenue. Jolt, which is the book I wrote last year, was about 9% of revenue. And this year, I'm aiming to make about $200,000 in gross revenue. Um, and we're only three months into the year, but here's kind of what my revenue breakdown looks like so far. I just launched something brand new called tinymarketingwins.com. It's a subscription service that sends you a brand new marketing tactic every week. It's kind of like having your marketing roadmap already written out for you, and all you have to do is follow these steps. And that w- that's been about 71% of revenue so far, mostly because it had a, an amazing launch. Uh, and we'll see if I can continue that momentum. Uh, productpeople.club is about 18% so far this year. And then all my other online courses and e- ebooks, so Marketing for Developers, Teach and Earn, Jolt, that's been about 11%. So as you can see, my membership sites are now my biggest income earners. And a lot of people want to know like how I kind of built these things. Um, Tiny Wins is built on top of WordPress, but I really designed it to feel like software. The core offering is these video tutorials, but I purposefully didn't want it to feel like a traditional course. So users get a progress dashboard, a Reddit-style forum, and I can send them notifications based on conditional logic. Customers pay on a subscription basis, and so far the annual plan is the most popular. Product People Club is built on top of Discourse, which is open source forum software. It's a full stack Ruby on Rails application that can be modified based on your needs. Uh, Right now, Product People Club is pay once for lifetime access. And Marketing for Developers is a course I host on a platform called Coach. Uh, By the way, all the links are going to be in the show notes for this episode, which will be uh, podcast.megamaker.co slash 50. And Jolt is an ebook. I published it through Readsy, but I sell it through Coach, and customers pay $14.99 to download the files. So Susie asked me, you know, out of the four platforms, which is the most time and labor intensive? And I would say writing a book is definitely the most upfront work. Writing and editing is just an enormous task. Um, a membership platform requires quite a bit of ongoing work and engagement. Uh, but I've also found it probably the most fulfilling. And a video course is a good mix between the two. So for me, creating video is not as much work as writing. uh, And it also has a higher perceived value with customers. Now, here's what I've learned so far. Uh, These might be helpful to you. I would say that online courses are better than books. Uh, Mostly because online courses have better unit economics than books. Books require an incredible amount of research, writing, editing, formatting, refining, and they're also put under a a critical microscope. A few one-star reviews and your credibility is ruined. And I would say books are incredibly underpriced for the amount of value that they deliver. On the other hand, with a video course, I can easily add new video lessons on the fly. Uh, Since I relaunched Marketing for Developers, I've already added probably five to eight new videos, and I'm also able to interact with students. I can't afford to give a $9 or a $15 or a $39 customer that kind of support, that kind of interaction, but at $295, which is what Marketing for Developers sells for, I can. 
Membership sites, I would say, are, in my mind, even better than online courses. Uh, when done right, they can be quite quite good, quite lucrative. You can customize your web application to meet your users' needs, which is huge. Um, and these applications don't need to be super complex or even built from scratch. There's open source projects like Discourse, Telescope, Zenbership, and they make it easy for independent creatives like you and I to get started. If you're a developer, you can easily customize these yourself. And if you're not technical, hiring a developer to do some of these customizations isn't incredibly expensive. I think for Tiny Wins, I spent about $600 on customizations. So um, not a huge amount of money to spend to get custom software built. Uh, that being said, building and maintaining a standalone membership site is considerably more work than using a platform like Coach. Now, I know I just gave you that advice, but my ultimate advice is not to start with a book, a course, or a membership site. In Teach and Earn, which is uh, a guide, you can, you can check this out in the show notes, I recommend this progression. Number one, figure out who your target audience is. If you don't know which niche you're serving, it's going to be difficult to find out what they need. Number two, determine where your audience is struggling. Hang out in their world. Observe where they struggle. Where do they want to make progress in their lives? And number three, create your MVP. And I'm going to recommend that you create a workshop. It's something small that can help this audience that you've chosen. And a single-day workshop run locally or online will help, you an- will help you figure out the answers to these questions. Do people want what you're offering? How hard is it to get attendees? Do you like teaching this topic? How excited are you to come up with material and lessons? What marketing resonated with them? What kind of people showed up? How did they resonate with the material? What could you improve? So, the idea is before you invest a bunch of work building something that people might not want, like a web app, a course, a membership site, a, writing a book, you want to answer those questions first. And this is something that my friend Brennan Dunn recommended to me, uh, start with a workshop. And I think it's just great advice. Um, I, and, you know, I think a lot of people don't want to do this. They don't, they want to start with something big, but if you can attract a few folks to a one-day event and focus on giving attendees a good outcome, you're going to have so much more information. You're going to know if you're onto something and you can still give people value. Um, even if it's not like a full-built, a full-blown product, you can still give people value in something small. And whenever I give this advice to aspiring entrepreneurs, they usually ignore it. And well, why? Because putting on a little event at your local library or coffee shop isn't sexy. It's not as exciting as buying a domain name, creating a logo, or making a product. But if you can't get five people to show up at a workshop, how are you going to get hundreds of people to sign up for your product? So my recommendation is to start small. So that's it for this week. If you want to read the whole thing, sign up for the indie newsletter, justinjackson.ca slash indie. Uh, this theme music you're hearing right now 
And at the beginning of the show, that's my friends at striker-metal.com. My friend Benedict got to see them in Germany when they were touring. Go to their website, see where they're touring. Go check out a show, one of my favorite heavy metal bands. Also, please reach out to me on Twitter. I'm the letter M, the letter I, Justin. Tell me if you're listening to the show right now, what you're doing. If you're listening right now and you want to just say hi, uh, I'm M-I-Justin, the letter M, the letter I-Justin on Twitter and on Instagram and on Snapchat. Uh, On YouTube, I'm just youtube.com slash Justin Jackson. Would love to hear from you, even if it's just to say, hey, I'm listening to the show. Uh, By the way, this show is hosted, not toasted, on simplecast.com. And if you're looking to host a podcast, I'd recommend them. They're great. And uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, Hopefully I got to see some of you at MicroConf in Vegas. And uh, I hope you have an awesome week. Talk to you later.